This NFL divisional round FFPC and DFS picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN for a $500 risk free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right. No VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money room with the partner picks right. Real money, Kramer. It's happening, Kramer Dog. It's it's uh, we're we're into the playoffs, Sean, and and now, like a real degenerate, I'm like, well, good thing Hashtag I played. Only. Good thing I played all those fucking lineups in the FFPC. <laughs> Although I do have a couple in decent standing. I punted the shit out of the Browns. So I'm excited to run it back. Yes, slightly, so, uh, a slightly like less exciting contest because, of course, there is less decision to make. But well, you can only win fifty thousand dollars. That's it's still I mean, pretty awesome. Right, yeah, I mean, I'm getting <laughs> out of bed. It. I'm getting out of bed for it. But uh, I definitely enjoy the. But but I mean, at the same time, I I found it to be perplexingly hard to not be chalky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really uh, hard. So we're going to be doing the FFPC divisional round uh, lineup where you have eight spots. You give out eight. Uh, you pick eight eight players, one from each team. Just kind of like a trimmed down version from the full version. No punting. Yeah, no my kickers. my individual FFPC team not amazing. That, that Ryan Tannehill angle. I was working contrarian, mm. not looking great. But it's maybe right. maybe hoping a prayer. Our our dual team for FFPC not in not in horrific shape. Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, who's out now, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, who had a big game, but he's out now. Uh, Naheem Hines, that was a little contrarian. Tyreek Hill, that could be a nice big play. Chris Godwin, that could be big. Uh, Deontay Johnson, he's out now. Jared Cook, that's, that's an interesting one. So I would say this team, this team is different with Cook. Uh, got Hill also. I think what did we say? It's only sixteen yeah. percent ownership. So uh, we're not that we're dead, but Sean, we are pretty far back there in forty third for forty three hundred plays. So and, uh, how many? Sixty two fifty. All now, right, it's time where we make a run. The lineup I gave out, yes, on the show. How's that doing? Five hundred fifty fourth place. Okay. Uh, in the cash, uh, currently cashing, but uh, remaining: Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, J.K. Dobbins, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey. Where I'm different. Aaron Rodgers plus Ryan Suckup plus <laughs> Rams defense. Oh, uh, I, I'm not sitting pretty. I don't have any. Uh, obviously, I don't have any. I'm chalky with my Chief, and I don't have any Browns. So, uh, hopefully, that's our super low-scoring game in the Browns. Yeah, the bed. but I, I do know. have money of the Browns as well. So let's. So we're gonna we're gonna try and recoup our losses. Get a FFPC uh, divisional round, and they have a similar as the regular. 
contest. They have a two hundred dollar version, thirty five dollar version. Uh, if you're if you want to play, uh, hit the sign up link over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We got a couple uh, DraftKings lineups we'll be giving out, or just one for the Millie Maker for the divisional round. We'll be joined by John Jackson in just a little bit, Ryan. But of course, the NFL. Hello. Presented by WinBet. Oh, NFL divisional round, four games. Plus, you got college basketball, NBA heating up. The James Harden trade. So much to bet on. And again, you can do it all with the WinBet app, including a $500 risk free bet. Currently, WinBet active in Jersey and Colorado. Michigan coming soon. They're on the way. More states coming. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win W Y N N. Use our sign up link and get a $500 risk free bet. Send in your first win bet screenshot. Get a free t shirt. That's right. Screen grab that in. Send it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Again, win bet. Great in game wagering. They got a nice wheel spin to boost those parlays. Hashtag Dejans only. Again, if WinBet not active in your state, you can still get that free T-shirt by referring a friend. Dgens helping Dgens at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash wynn. Joining us on the line, DFS expert, author of the flow chart, John Jackson. John, how how's the uh, start to the FFPC contest? How, how are you looking so far? Come playoff time. Uh, looking all right. I mean, I uh, fully faded the Browns. So, I know so we were just we just hit on that. Like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, so so that was a little bit of a rough start. Got a uphill battle, and then of course I had uh, quite a bit of uh, Ronald Jones who put up the bagel. So, uh, but I think I'm doing all right. I mean, I I uh, I pretty much faded Henry, um, which was looking like kind of the right call, and with AJ Brown instead, and so. Um, and then I went with Mahomes and and a couple of my lineups over Kelsey. So I think I think I still got some room to uh to fight through the the no Browns things. Yeah, and the the divisional round FFPC, it's basically a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, two flex, and a tight end. It's interesting. It's eight spots, obviously one player from each team, so you don't have any teams you leave off. Kind of interesting strategy here. How it's it's obviously a smaller pool size and everything, but where are you where are you at as far as taking the chalk and then going contrarian here on this essentially much smaller slate? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know it's a little bit different than the first one where, um, or you know, the main one where you kind of have to uh, figure out the fades and and get you know the games right. You know, everybody's picking from the same teams this time, and so. I think that just highlights a little bit more the need to um, make sure that you're different a little bit. Um, and I think a good way to do that is to, you know, maybe go against some of the stuff um, that happened in, you know, in the wild card round. And so, um, you know, right off the bat, I know everybody's going to hate it, but Ronald Jones seems like a great play. <laughs> <laughs> well, assuming his quads okay. Well, it, it, oh man, that. I was I was furiously trying to figure out what had happened because man, it was just the an- the angle was perfect, but I, I don't everything got screwed up when the Rams won honestly because I was hoping that Ronald Jones would be going to Green Bay and I, I I do like the contrarian angle there and I think you have like I think in this contest one of the things you highlighted in the in the the, the overall playoff challenge was the the fact that you know maybe going after those number twos might not be all that useful. I'd be curious on the data for a contest like this because it's it, it's one of the few ways you are going to get different. Uh, I guess in Ronald Jones' case, he's like RB one B at this point now. Uh, but <clears throat> are there any are there any like actual number twos? Like, do do you think that would you expand that strategy for the for this type of contest? Yeah, I think I think it would make sense a little bit just because now the player pools shortened or, you know, it's, it's a yeah. lot smaller. There's only eight teams. Um, and where we're not dealing with any kickers or defense either. And so, um, you know, he basically cut the teams in half almost, um, of, of kind of what you're dealing with and, and the positions that you kind of care about. And so I think, um, yeah, I mean, there, 
but then you still have to you still have to battle with uh, the guys that are going gonna get the two three games still, and they have the potential to you know obviously outscore any of their backups. So I think it, no different than the first round where you still want to kind of redo your bracket a little bit right now and set up. Okay, here's how I think the playoffs are gonna go, and then I would say that you would want to go for those backups on the teams that you think are kind of going to get bounced and just hope that, you know, this weekend, those guys outperform the studs and and that gets you the differentiation. Yeah. I'm going to update my bracket from last uh, week. I don't think Tennessee is going to be frisky. Don't see them being (laughs) frisky anymore. Not on my frisky list. (laughs) I I, I'm with Kramer. I, I think on these, on this roster here, I maybe five out of eight plays chalk ish. I think some of these are probably going to be the two. Some are definitely the one. And then I have one or two that I think are going to be probably third ownership. Should we just walk, walk it down? Yeah, let's do it. Kramer kick things off. Who's your quarterback for the divisional round FFPC playoff challenge. You you know, I I went through my lineup, uh, my lineups, 11 of them in the, in the playoff challenge. And I was like, what are you trying to hedge out on some of these? No, no, no. That's one strategy, right? I could look at my, my better performing lineups, but you know, I really only have one lineup that has full, full potential from minutes and it's with the Cleveland defense. So I, I don't think I'm doing all that good. But I, I regretted not having more Patrick Mahomes shares. Yeah, and while sure, I'm sure it's going to be chalky. He's got a great matchup to start. He's Patrick Mahomes, and it, you know, you, again, look at the path. It, 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 there's no reason to have to justify Patrick Mahomes. But I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, he gets he gets. I two. also don't think he'll be the chalkiest of plays. Again, Kelsey on the board makes Kelsey always the obvious chalk. Especially with the one and a half points per reception, so for the tight end, Patrick Mahomes. I, I regret only having a single share of him, Sean. I have a single share out of eleven teams, so I grabbed another share. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I still like that Patrick Mahomes leverage off of uh, the expected again high Travis Kelsey ownership. Where are you? Uh, what are you doing, quarterback here, John, in the divisional divisional game? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm gonna go with. Josh Allen here. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> I think uh I I just think a lot of people are kind of gonna be on the Ravens um this weekend. And I think I mean, I think it's gonna be a hell of a game and and I, I could see, you know, Lamar uh dominating and, and the Ravens moving on. But you know, Allen was the chalkiest guy in the in the overall playoff. And um now I think there's some steam coming up on the Ravens, and I don't think people are you know, maybe going to go back to Allen here in the divisional round, just thinking that there's potential that he gets bounced. And so I think he, the ownership should come in a little bit lower than what I would assume. And so that's, that's why I'm going Allen here. Yeah. I love it. And, and I could see a lot of people I'm with you on Josh Allen. Uh, I could see a lot of people doing a Lamar and then uh Stefan Diggs. I think those will probably mm. be the two chalkiest plays from that game. I I'm I'm super high on Josh Allen, been high on him all year. One little nugget, and uh, I mentioned it on the uh, Picks podcast, is that uh, I think he could get a lot more of the goal line work with no Zach Moss. I think his goal line carries go up, and I think the, you know, everyone's taking Lamar for the rushing uh, equity, obviously, but I think Josh can get you some rushing touchdowns. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has one, and then, you know, if they move on, I could see him getting more down the line. Especially if he goes up against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, I think that's a great spot for him to run the ball and get some more rushing touchdowns. So, love Josh Allen making a run here, and it starts Saturday taking down the Ravens. Kramer, what'd you do at your running back first running? Uh, Maybe a little, maybe maybe a little chalky, Um, but I'm gonna just roll with Kareem Hunt again. Uh, Mm. I wanted to get in this game. I like the idea uh, of. Kareem Hunt. I mean, you saw what they used him for last game, but just the idea that Kareem Hunt maybe becomes more useful if they're getting blown out. Um, I thought about doing Landry here uh, because the potential high scoring game, but decided to settle on Hunt. I, I told you I felt regret that we didn't put him in our joint lineup because he was a member of the DGEN's only Superflex uh, Dynasty League uh, that we co owned this year. So, Kareem Hunt, he's my Brown. All right. Yeah. And uh, certainly revenge opportunity against the chiefs. If they somehow move on, I, I think he will be a big part of that storyline. Uh, John, what about you? Who's your first running back? 
Yeah, I just uh, kind of kept it simple here and went Alvin Kamara. Um, probably going to be pretty chalky again, um, but I'm okay with that. I mean, he, you know, he didn't have a you know outstanding game against the Bears, um, and it seemed like he was actually pretty quiet. And then at the end of the day, he still outscored Michael Thomas by a couple points, and um, so I think just he, he has a potential to, to, to get a, a little bit more run here. And what I think has, could be a little bit of a shootout. So um, I'll just stick with Kamara. Yeah. For me, again, this is probably, I'm sure one of the chalkier plays of the whole contest, but cam acres, I mean, you have to take one guy from the Rams and I, I just can't trust anyone from the passing game. When you consider you have broken thumb, Jared Goff uh, in Lambo for his first game or possibly Wolford, you know, in a neck brace or whatever's going on with that guy. I just, I'm not optimistic about them being able to throw uh, on the Packers. Now, like normally ideal weather conditions, ideal health. Hey, you could definitely talk me into some of these other skill guys, but how, how does cam acres now? I know he got a little banged up, but I don't see him on the injury report. So I'll roll cam acres. I mean, is there, I don't know. I mean, uh, Malcolm Brown, I briefly looked at, but I, I, I just don't see why acres doesn't have a ton of volume again. I think the reason to not play acres is I, I would imagine he'll be insanely chalky. Yeah. Um, and I think to John's earlier point, if you, if you want to try to be different, if you don't think the Rams are advancing, that's where you want to try to be a little different. Do I, John, am I crazy for putting Malcolm Brown in here instead at the running back <laughs> position? Yeah, I think I don't think you you should go Brown. Okay. I, I think, I think acres is a guy and I, I just, I don't know. I think that it might be a good spot to eat chalk. I mean, I have him as my second RB, okay. so I'll just get that out of the way now. But yeah. as I think as do I, for okay. the record, I just yeah, yeah. I, I I just looked at the Rams and I'm like, I can't figure out another spot. I mean, maybe you get super cute at tight end, but that involves one of these quarterbacks throwing the ball. I I just and, I, and sometimes you yeah. do want to just take the points, right? Like there there is some element of you don't want to be leaving that game 15 points short because you went Malcolm Brown. Or because you got cute and was like, you know, maybe I'll throw a, a, a Robert Woods and hopefully the the quarterback <laughs> can throw the ball. So okay, so I, it sounds like you guys are both on acres for your second running back. My second running back, I went uh, Aaron Jones here, and and maybe he's the chalk, or maybe it's Devontae Adams. I mean, that matchup with Ramsey, I wouldn't be surprised if he at least slows him a little bit. And and after Ram, you know, after Devontae Adams, the target share kind of is. Pretty scattered shot. I mean, uh, Tunyon, you could go if you want to go super dark horse, but again, you know, Rams are pretty good against the tight end. Uh, it's certainly interesting, but Aaron Jones, I mean, you saw that week 17 against the Bears. They really seemed to up his uh, workload and he was getting involved in the passing game. So, again, kind of chalky, but uh, I like Aaron Jones to have a big game there. Kramer, what are you doing uh, receiver wise? Well, I mean, I, I I haven't told you about a bill yet, so no. obviously I'm going to take Stefan. I mean, again, digs chalk, but even in this matchup where m- maybe I mean we just keep you just don't fade it. It's there's too much volume. I like I, I think it's either Allen or Diggs. Maybe you, you you play Singletary. You're you're a bit crazy. Uh, maybe you do that. That's that's a way to be different. But I'll I'll t- I'll happily just take the Diggs points. Yeah, Singletary. I guess you could talk yourself into. With Moss, maybe he'll get more of the workload. But as Bill's insider said, and uh, you know, Adam Pelletier <laughs> turned us on to the idea of Antonio Williams, oh, which I can't find in it. the Millionaire Maker. Uh, He's pool. in this contest. He is. So maybe that's the super crazy play. But again, I, I don't. I'm getting cute later. Uh, I'm not getting cute here. Who, what are you doing at your first receiver spot, John? Yeah. So I, I'm going a little bit on a limb here with Mike Evans um, for the mm. Bucks. I think. There's going to be a pretty big narrative with the Lattimore matchup, um, and and probably people are still going to be off of Evans. Uh, he hasn't done well with against Lattimore this year in their their previous two matchups, and um, I think people are going to want to go Godwin or or want to go um, maybe AB after he scored last week. And so I, I still think Evans is going to be probably the lowest owned uh, receiver on the Bucks, and. Um, I mean, he's their red zone guy and he's been that all season. And I, I just think uh, it's too good of an opportunity to pass up um, for some kind of leverage there. Yeah, no, th- I, I like that angle. I'm actually on Antonio Brown again. I, I was high on him coming into the Washington game. 
I'm still high on him. I mean, he's had number of games in a row with a touchdown, but yeah, I mean the Evans angle, the the red zone, I, I like that, and especially. I mean, we saw it in that Washington game where Gronk got one target. It wasn't, it was a red zone target. It wasn't the end zone. He was out of bounds, but for the most part, they were really using him as a blocker. So even, you know, that even speaks to a higher red zone target share for uh, Mike Evans, but Antonio Brown, I, I love the catch and run from him. And uh, he, I think Brady does have a ton of confidence in him. So I'm, I'm going to play Antonio Brown and I feel fine doing that. Cause I do think there will be enough people on Godwin and maybe one of the running, you know, maybe Fournette. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be too crazy chalky. Who's your second receiver, Kramer? Uh, it's Devontae Adams. Mm. Again, speaking of chalk, I, I started the lineup with Adams and Diggs. And I just, I, you know, I, I, again, I, I thought about going, you know, do I do a three tight end lineup with Tanya? <laughs> no, no, let's just, let's just roll Adams and Diggs out there. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to get too crazy there. Who's your, who's your second receiver? John. Yeah, I went, I went Adams as well um, for the Packers. Uh, just, I, I just think he's the freaking man. And I think he's, <laughs> he's uh, I, I don't think he's going to have trouble with Ramsey and they're going to scheme some stuff up and, and he's going to still have probably eight, eight to 10 catches and, and do just fine. And um, I mean, if you think the game's going to be low scoring, which I think a lot of people do, then um, I don't think you're as worried about, you know, Jones stealing a couple touchdowns. And I think if, if you just kind of play the Adams route and know he's going to get his catches and, and just kind of be happy with that floor in this game and then hope for a blow up in the next round, uh, that's kind of, kind of my angle. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I certainly see that. That kind that makes sense. I'm going, uh, I'm going Michael Thomas. Again, maybe a little chalky. I, I don't know. I, the, New Orleans, I feel like, is probably all over the place. We have Jared Cook in in another lineup, but uh, Michael Thomas racking up some PPR points. I, I think is certainly a possibility against this Tampa Bay team. We'll see. I mean, they kind of played in the zone. Maybe they are a little bit more aggressive on him, but I think he's due for a nice little run. You know, that was kind of his first game back, so he didn't have an amazing game. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets going here later on in the playoffs. Kramer, what about what about a uh, flex? What are we doing with the flex? Well, uh, so if you're keeping track at home, I'm kind of picking off one game at a time. Uh, so, so I still haven't really given you Tampa or New Orleans. I, I'm I'm with John. I I kind of I looked at Tampa. I don't think they're going to win, um, and I I wanted to be different. And I think trying to be cute with a tight end felt silly. Trying to pick the running back that's going to. So I went to the wide receiver pool and I figured just like John, Mike Evans is going to be the least owned mm. guy. That narrative is so juicy. Mike Evans is a badass. Like everyone's got to remember this dude got Johnny football drafted in the first <laughs> round. That's how good he is. And I, I doubted him being a hundred percent off that knee injury. Cause just watching it live, it was like, Dude, that that's not. You're not coming back with that and being 100. percent But kudos to him. He and looks, you know he how completely healthy. And you know how Brady's been working it, right? Like he want to make he wants to make sure there's enough dick to go around. So he, <laughs> he's got Evan, spread it. Evans gonna be happy. So I yeah I I would uh, I think Evans is gonna be very low low owned. So I, I think this was my attempt to be contrarian with the Bucks. Yeah. No. I mean, you guys are making a solid case for Evans. Who, who's your first flex, John? Yeah. So um, I went. Tyreek Hill here um, as my my uh, chief, and I think you know I I, I think he's gonna be pretty low owned. I was I was trying to look up what he was in the um, in the original round. Six, Let me see, sixteen, I think. Yeah, sixteen percent. So um, I think a lot of people are gonna obviously play Kelsey again in, in the in the 70 range, and then um, like I was saying at the top with Josh Allen, I think less people will be on Allen because of the matchup, and so I think people will naturally go the Mahomes route um, a, a little bit more. And so I even think Tyree kills going to just be even lower on than he was, um, which, which kind of seems crazy knowing the ceiling that he has. I mean, what, what was that five weeks ago when he scored 60 DraftKings points yeah, or something? So records. Um, I'll, I'll gladly take that uh, upside with that ownership um, really any day. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all on Tyree kill as well. I think that first game, especially will be high scoring. I, I think they move on and I'm not, I'm not checked if he's a huge part of it. So 
Kelsey could have the bigger game, but I, I think over these next couple games, assuming uh, the Chiefs kind of go on a little bit of a run here, Tyreek Hill could be a huge part of it and super explosive. He he gets you those giant uh, smash plays and uh, yeah, I mean uh, going up against Cleveland and then even even a spot against if they if he plays Buffalo, I think there's real opportunity there as well. So. Yeah, love me some love me some Tyree Kill. And even in the Super Bowl, if they end up matching up against if it goes chalk yeah. and he goes up against Green Bay, I mean, yes, please. Yes, please. What are you doing for your second flex, Kramer? Uh well, you know, I, I think at this point it, it's probably time to be different. Uh Gus Edwards. Ooh. Um, uh, I'm, I'm taking a stab. Uh, I felt I, I almost made this Hollywood Brown because that's super <laughs> different, but he just fucking sucks. I can't, I can't get behind well, and, that and, guy. Uh, John, what do you think Hollywood Brown's ownership would be? Cause he kind of popped in that first game. Maybe that's, you know what? I'm going to leave it. I had Hollywood Brown in there originally. I no, no. I mean, no, I, no, you're right. Cause that uh, it's a higher ceiling, different play. I'm, I'm going to leave it. Do you think, yeah, he, I think, I think it'll still be pretty different. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people are probably going to play Lamar, and I think a lot of people are still going to play Andrews because he's, oh yeah, you know, really one of the only tight end options left. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think Brown's going to come in with hardly any ownership. So yeah, I think yeah. that's a great play. Keeps he, he's outscored Andrew the last couple of weeks. Yeah. There you go, John. Who's your who's your second flex? Yeah. So I. I'm going with Cleveland here and I've, I've debated going back and forth between hunt and Landry. So I think I'm going to go Landry. Um, you know, I, I really like the hunt play. I mean, there's like a very tight window of where the game scripts out, where Chubb outscores hunt and, or, out, you know, out snaps hunt. And then, you know, when Cleveland gets behind, it's, it's usually hunt. And then when they get ahead, it's usually hunt too. So um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be, that back and forth. Um, they're either going to jump out to some crazy lead like they did against the Steelers, or they're going to be playing from behind and feeding hunt a lot. So um, I'm kind of off of Chubb in general. Um, and I think he's going to be pretty popular because he was the highest scoring Brown last week. Um, and I think people are just going to kind of look at the game log and, and roll with it, but I'm going to go with Landry um, for, for the lineup. And I, I just think uh, Baker's going to need to throw it a lot. Um, they're not going to be able to kind of rely on the run game. I think as, as much as they have been this year and they're, they're going to need to keep up with Kansas city and, and Landry is just going to be a kind of a target hog. I, I would assume. So, so I like that play. Yeah. Now here, here's where I get crazy. Call me super contrarian at the ownership, probably 0%, 0.0, but this is how you take home $50,000 at FFPC. A man who in his past three games, 31 combined targets, and those targets are worth one and a half points. Oh. Give me Austin Hooper. And and maybe this is getting a little like too it. cute, but I think he has a nice game against the Chiefs secondary. I, I think they kind of scheme a little bit towards the running backs and uh, that one and a half point PPR. Maybe I'm getting too crazy here, but I I think he has I think he has like eight or nine catches and ends up being the highest scoring Brown in this game. You can play a Kelsey uh, a Kelsey Hooper Andrews stack and just hope the Bills don't get through and you'll have a tight end in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's not a bad angle. No, I I uh, Hooper's a great play. I mean, especially because if you're if you're going off the narrative, you think the Browns are going to lose, and then you have a different player that you just kind of hope pops, but then also it gives you leverage at that tight end position when a lot of people are just going to be loading up Kelsey and Andrews. Uh, I like Cooper a lot. Uh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good angle. Yeah. I mean, and, and to close it out, I do have Andrews in my tight end oh. spot, but Hooper is where I get stacking tight end. Sean, yeah, a little, tw- little 12 personnel, <laughs> but again, maybe, I, maybe one of those uh, make it through to the super bowl. We'll see. But I, I do game script wise. I think I'm thinking Cleveland high scoring in that KC shootout or in Kansas city. And then Andrews again, I do like the matchup against the Bills for him. I'm on the Bills, so I expect them to get knocked out. But uh, yeah, it's leverage off of Lamar, who you know John saying probably thinks going to be the highest stone. It makes sense there. So Kramer, close it out. Who's your tight end? Uh, dart throw to be different. Jared Cook, Tampa, okay. Tampa, 25th DVOA against the tight end, averaging giving up uh, I think 16 and a half points in this format. So 
it's it's not the worst play, and I've had some magical moments with Mr. Cook before. <laughs> Two touchdowns wouldn't shock me. We're gonna see them play for the third time, Sean, and you know you want to make it look a little different. Uh, he had seven targets the first time they played, only three the second. He's coming off a seven-target game in the first week, so you know, you know, it, it's definitely not Kamara and it's not Thomas. I need some luck, but. I also kind of don't like them playing more than two games. So I'm, I'm playing this weird middle game of, <laughs> I want to be different. It's hard to be different with the saints. So I'm going to take Jared cook. Yeah. And, and I mean, John, does it make sense to be more contrarian with teams you think are going to get knocked out yeah, earlier? Definitely. Right. And then, and then go chalkier with the the teams you're higher on. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it, but it, you know, at the same time, it just goes, you, you kind of set up your bracket and go with it. So, I mean, if you, it just depends what, what kind of matchups you're seeing too. So like if, if you see that, you know, cook has a big game and then maybe the next game is kind of a slower game. You just kind of want to be like, okay, if he goes off in the first game or if the guy that I pick goes off and they advance, then is the next game just going to kind of bring him back to nullifying him because one of the guys that are ahead are, are going to go off or it does he have the potential to still kind of be even at the pack and, and, that's kind of the way to think about it, I think. But if you go with the guy who's going to play three games, I think that would be not really a spot to go off the chalk. Yeah, I mean, because for me, like the the Austin Hooper play, if I think they're going to go to Kansas City high scoring game, and it's only going to be one game, then you only have to be right about yeah. one game. Like right. him, you know, if they get to the Super Bowl, him being the highest scoring Brown would be really tough because you know you'd have to get that game essentially right three times. What are you doing at the uh, tight end spot, John? Yeah, I'm going uh, Mark Andrews. Um, kind of keeping it simple there. I mean, there's just not really many tight ends. I, I really like that Hooper uh, call. Um, I hadn't really even thought about him, but the more you're, you're talking about, it, the more I like it. But outside, see, of, see Ryan, you know, this is why I like John. <laughs> <laughs> outside of Kelsey and Andrews, I mean, no, nobody's gonna play Tanyan, and I don't think. I don't think you should either. I mean, Adams Jones and Rogers are all much better plays than Tunyon. And uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's, there's no real tight ends in the NFC and the two studs in the AFC. So I just went, Andrews kept it simple. Yeah. I mean, and Tunyon, I always like trying to figure out a DFS spot for him, but I I'm not crazy about that matchup against the Rams. Honestly, they're, they're pretty decent against the tight end. So even that first game, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe like what five percent play Tony, and I feel like it's going to be pretty low owned. But to yeah. John's point, like the odds of him being the highest scoring guy, especially if you think now, I, I guess if you think the Rams are or the Rams are going to upset the Packers, then maybe the Tony play makes a little bit more sense. But I, I don't see that. All right, that's it for the FFPC lineups. Again, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, click through their link, and we're going to. Uh, Talk DraftKings Millie Maker lineups here in just a second. Before we do, I want to shout out Better Edge. Better Edge again. It's like a stock exchange for sports bets. You can buy and sell uh, betting positions as if it's a stock market. Best part is no vig. That's right. Since you're buying other people's positions, there's no house. Other thing that's pretty awesome. You can play in 40 states and bonus. They got a sweet contest going. Ten dollars to enter the SGP divisional wager contest. Ten dollars to enter, and again, you get a thousand edge coins. Use those however you see. Maybe just put all thousand on uh, Brown's money line. Say screw it. All you gotta do is sign up over at BetterEdge.com. Use the promo code SGP. Get a free ten dollar bet to get you started. B E T T O R Edge.com. Promo code SGP and. You know, you can play uh play just using their edge coins. If you want to play for fun, check it out. But again, legal to play for money in 40 states. Betteredge.com promo code S G P. You can put a, put your unit up directly against mine. <laughs> Go mano a mano, <laughs> unit to the unit. John, I, I sent you and Kramer this in Slack. Uh they the the DraftKings Millie Maker, they added a little nugget here. Basically, if you have the guy who has the longest touchdown on Saturday and the longest touchdown on Sunday, you get a one hundred thousand. You're you're basically in the pool to win a hundred thousand. Nice. So, I think for the wild card weekend, it would have been if you had a lineup with DK Metcalf and 
Jarvis Landry, I think uh, he tied with another, uh, maybe it was hunt who had the other uh, longest. It was a tie there for the Browns. So you had to have Metcalf and hunt. And then you're in the mix of the pool to split up a hundred K. And I was, yes, please. I was slacking with John and Ryan trying to figure out and, and what were the numbers you came up with? Like how many people you probably have to split it with a bunch of people. But again, maybe this is why you toss in some of these crazy long shots. Cause if they end up hitting like even a, even a Hollywood Brown, maybe he would be a little lower owned, but maybe this moves the ownership. Love your, hear your thoughts on this little wrinkle they're tossing in John. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would start by saying that you shouldn't, you know, build your lineup around <laughs> this little prop. <laughs> what are you that's talking what, about, man? <laughs> that's what I would caution the listeners. But I mean, there is obviously some cool angles to it. I mean, if using the example of the Metcalf and, and the Chubb, the, they were both, you know, 25% owned or something like that last weekend. And so I think I kind of did the math and I think the payout would have been, you know, roughly 6,000 people had them. So um, I think it was like a $15 payout or something like that. But <laughs> you change, you change, you know, one of those guys for, uh, you know, MVS or a Meikle Hardman or something like that who's going to come in at, you know, I don't know, six or 8% owned and, and they break off a 70 yard bomb or something like that. And, and now you're in a, a little bit better spot to make some money. So, I mean, I think, I think there's definitely some potential for some of these games to be a shootout. I, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit. And then, and that when there's going to be a lot of touchdowns, it, it, it might be, make some sense to throw in some of these uh, lower owned wide receivers and just try to hope you hit that prop. Yeah. I mean, they had a, they said running back receiver and tight end, but I, I'm Assuming a quarterback could qualify, and uh, Josh Allen runs for an eighty-yard Lamar. Well, Lamar, I, I don't know how long was that his run. Maybe, like maybe they specifically something. didn't mention um, quarterbacks there because they're not including them for whatever reason. But that's, I mean, again, if you had like a Allen crazy run or, or even Lamar, that would be interesting. Although the Lamar one probably wouldn't pay that much because I could see a lot of people tossing Lamar in their lineup. Oh yeah. Kramer, let's get to it. Let's talk Millie Maker lineups. What are you doing at the QB spot? Uh, I'm just completely, uh, completely different. Instead of playing a Mahomes or a, a Josh Allen stack, give me Drew Brees, 56 on her. <laughs> uh, they're in a dome, oh and they're gonna have to pass the ball against this Tampa team. We do. I think everyone thinks, even though I think it's gonna be lower than the total, I think there will be some points scored here. And so, uh, you know, for the same reasons, I don't mind Jared Cook this week. I'm getting crazy. Right. Give me the old man, Please, Drew Brees. You are you are high out of your mind. I mean, this is like last week when you guys tried to have an intervention when I put in Trubisky. This is this is, is galaxy it? braining it when you don't need a galaxy brain. Uh, I'm I'm galaxy braining it. Drew Brees, fifty six hundred. <laughs> well, you'll see my quarterback, and maybe I I don't have room to talk. John, what are you doing? What are you doing at QB? <laughs> I, I I went all the way to the top of the yeah. Rolodex, and I went uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, 8,000, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a hefty price um, on the small slate that, you know, only four games. Um, but I, I think, I just think this Cleveland Kansas city game is going to be a, a little bit of a shootout. And um, obviously Kansas city is going to have some good success in the passing game, but I think Cleveland's going to be able to keep up um, as well through the air, I think. And so I think, I think there's going to be some points. Um, and I don't think it's going to be, be a, a low scoring game by any means. So um, in that case, I'll take the the stud, Mr. Mahomes. Yeah. I, I I'm with you on thinking Cleveland and Kansas city is going to be a high scoring game. I, I'm pretty sure it's the highest total on the board, but I'm going to go the other way. Give me Baker Payfield. Only fifty three hundred dollars. <laughs> Basically, what it allowed me to do was get Kelsey into my lineup uh, down the road here, and still load up with some nice stacks on Cleveland and get some of the Buffalo guys I like. So it, it's a bit of a savings, but I, I think the formula for him to get there is pretty obvious. And you know, we've had a bunch of uh, Cleveland Brown guys on the past couple of days, and they're they're <laughs> happy to point out that he's putting up similar numbers to Mahomes. If you look at these last few games of Very the season, happy to point that out. <laughs> and you get you get maybe similar numbers, and at a, a twenty seven hundred dollar discount. What I also like about the Browns is game script proof. I mean, if they're winning, I, I think he's going to be involved, and if they're losing, if they're down big, which they could be. I think he, them playing catch up. I mean, we saw Ben Roethlisberger was the highest scoring quarterback uh, last yeah, he week. He threw it sixty-eight times. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. so there's a scenario where that happens for the Browns, or maybe 
they get out to the lead and he he's effective in the air. They do have those two running backs, but um, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. Kramer, what are you doing at your running back spot? Uh, well, first, for I, I kind of spent down here, and and I'm going to play Kareem Hunt, 4800. Again, I kind of I, I I like the Landry angle, but I I needed to save some cash, and I do think that Hunt is just a guy. I mean, again, I'm going to throw it out there, Kareem Hunt revenge spot. <laughs> I I you know his price seems almost too cheap. Uh, it seems to be like pulling you in like a nice juicy plus seven and a half. So 4,800. I went Kareem Hunt. I think he finds the end zone at least once. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also I'm I'm there with you. I'm on Kareem Hunt. I I I don't normally like to do a ton of QB running back stacks, but I, I think he could be involved in the passing game, and uh, I, I think the matchup is there. I I just don't see how he doesn't have a big game. I mean, you're probably right. The ownership could be through the roof at at this price of 4,800. But uh, I still like it against this KC defense, John. What are you doing at your first running back? Yeah, so <laughs> I went Cream Hunt here too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a bring back with Mahomes. But the the thing that I think is going to keep his ownership down is people are going to scroll past him and just take Singletary um, now at forty five hundred. Yeah. I think it is, and you know the w- one running back. I, I think Singletary is going to be pretty a pretty popular play this weekend. Um, and I don't think he's got nearly a great uh, game environment against the Ravens. I mean, we saw what they did to Henry last week. So um, I, I I almost think that hunt may go overlooked a little bit as people are either drop down to single Terry or then pay up a little bit for, for some of uh, the other guys. So um, anyway, so that's what I'm hoping on. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you saying that. Cause I'm always kind of lost. I mean, with the ownership percentage and and trying to figure that out, Kramer, second running back. What are you looking at? I almost played him in the FFPC, but I went. I scrolled past Singletary too, and I went down to Gus Edwards, forty two hundred. Gus, uh, another guy. I think I'm I'm playing touchdown heavy here, but there there's plenty of versions of this game where the how do you attack? How do you attack the Bills? You slam it down their fucking throat. Yeah. And so who do you slam it down their fucking throat with? You slam it down their throat with <laughs> Gus Edwards. Uh, again, needed to save some cash here. I thought for a guy who scores touchdowns in games more than he doesn't, I thought 4,200 was a bit cheap. So I'm going to roll the dice. Gus Edwards. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, uh, the carry split with him and Dobbins and he's still pretty involved and you get all that, all that red zone stuff too. Yeah. I, I, he's not bad at all. Uh, John, who's your second running back? Yeah, so so I think uh, as you guys know, and maybe some of the listeners, I'm a huge Packer fan. So something that I've gotten used to over the last couple of playoffs is the Packers just getting killed by running backs in the playoffs every mm. year. Mostert, whoever, oh you know, yeah, most- even going back to the Colin Kaepernick days where he was just <laughs> oh, ran no. freaking rampant. So. I'm going Cam Akers here. I mean, the Packers red red defense is horrible, and uh, they haven't been able to stop many running backs this year. I don't think they're going to have. I don't think they're going to be able to get a whole lot of pressure on Goff either. I think we're just kind of banking on the small hands, frozen thumb thing. Um, <laughs> it's a good so, angle. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I like Akers, 5700. He's he's still pretty cheap even after having a big week last week, and I like him. Yeah, no, I, that acre spot. I mean, I, I got him in the FFPC for here though. I went uh, to my other guy, Aaron Jones, 6,800. And another thing worth kind of hitting on, it, it did seem like, you know, Aaron Rodgers was clearly chasing that MVP, but now that essentially that regular season thing is locked up. Maybe Aaron Jones even gets a little bit more goal line work where they were hesitant previously. Cause it yeah. would take away from his touchdowns. I mean, that's next level thinking. And that's why you listen and subscribe to the sports gambling podcast, but Aaron Jones gets involved in the passing game. And uh, I, I think it's just a volume thing. Like I, I forget who was, I was reading Maybe it was Evan Silva's matchup column. And he was just pointing out that kind of look at the snap share that you saw against the bears where, you know, his, his snaps jumped way up, you know, previously Jamal Williams kind of had a bigger role, but then in a must win situation, they really gave it to Aaron Jones and maybe they were kind of taking it easy on him a little bit um, volume wise. And I think this could be a breakout game for him uh, as a, as a Packers insider, John, does that <laughs> logic make sense? No, I, I like it. I, I I've, I was uh, all aboard the Adams Rogers stacks this, this year, 
especially down the stretch there as they, as uh, you know, they just kept dialing up one yard passes for touchdowns just to pump Rogers numbers up. But I, I agree with you in the playoffs, they're going to probably balance it out a little bit more and, and Jones is going to be a stud. All right. We're going to hit some receivers here in just a second. want to give a shout out to better than Vegas. That's right. YouTube, just like YouTube, but for stuff you actually care about like sports gambling, we got our own profile page there giving out individual picks. It's uh, it's really simple, really easy to use. You can just click through, watch a bunch of videos real quick. And uh, we got our own profile going up there. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a pick. I know I'm dropping a pick Saturday. Kramer's dropping one Sunday. Hot picks. Maybe we'll throw in a player prop there. First touchdown, whatever it is, you can find it over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. The database, he's giving out picks. We got some horse racing stuff going. You get a, a pick. NBA, you get a pick. You get a pick. They're all completely free. And uh, you can create your own profile, upload your own videos, upload your own picks, follow handicappers you like. Again, just a ton of. If you're like me, you like hearing people talk about gambling, whether you agree or not with their picks. I I love hearing people's takes. <laughs> SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/BTV. Not only of the president, also a client. <laughs> well, some people I just really, really don't care for, but. <laughs> No need to bring them up, Brian. They're still stuck in the locker. Yep. First receiver. What are we doing? Yep. Give it to me, Stefan Diggs. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, Diggsy. Yeah, I'm also you know, on Diggsy. Taxes and Diggs is going to get like 18 targets. Yeah. Again, also Stefan Diggs, 7,300 game script proof. I think to a big He's degree. So fucking good. I mean, whatever, whether they're up or down, the Bills are going to be passing a bunch. Uh, Singletary out probably even increases that. I just don't see uh, a world where he doesn't get a shit ton of targets. We talked about the weather earlier in the week. The wind doesn't seem that crazy. Uh, uh, John, what are you doing for your first receiver? Yeah, so I went uh, Michael Thomas here, sixty-seven hundred. Um, I, I was kind of thinking he was going to get a bit of a price bump. I think he was about this price last week, um, and, and he played pretty well against the Bears and. I thought they were going to correct a little bit, seeing that he was healthy with the ankle, but um, it didn't really move too much. And I think he's got the same ceiling as um, you know Diggs and Adams do, uh, especially in this game against the Bucks, where I think uh, Breeze is going to need to pass a little bit more. So um, I love Thomas this week. Yeah, I know. I mean, and certainly, I, I don't know. You just you just watch Drew Brees. I, I think the short checkdown PPR stuff. Where he gets double digit receptions is definitely in play there for Michael Thomas. Kramer, who's your second receiver? Michael Thomas. Stacking him with Drew Brees. There you go. Of course. I'm I'm uh, whatever you said I was I was thinking crazy. Taking taking a Saints stack. <laughs> but yeah, uh completing it with Michael Thomas, sixty seven hundred, way too cheap. Way too cheap. Well, like John I said, mean, way too cheap. I, I like the Thomas angle. The the argument against Drew Brees is that, you know, the red zone stuff. They bring in Taysom Hill. I think it hurts his touchdown ability, but uh, that's where I'm at. John, who's your who's your second receiver? Yeah, so well, you know, one thing I'm going to be harping on the, in the flow chart this week in the article is just trying to on these four game slates, trying to correlate as many pieces as possible. Um, you know, there's there's less things that you have to kind of figure out this weekend um, with there only being the four games. And so if you can get in to, you know, narrowing in on a couple games um, that you think are going to go off. And, and for me, I, I really think this Tampa Bay, new Orleans game is, is going to be a little bit of a, a high scoring one. And so uh, I correlated Thomas and I uh, brought him back with a little mini stack with Antonio Brown, um, 5,400 uh, um, fit kind of perfectly in with the rest of my lineup. Um, I originally had, Evans in there, um, and then went down to Brown. But um, I mean, you know, we scored a touchdown last week. I think uh, Brady Brady freaking loves this guy, and um, I think he's just gonna keep continue to be a consistent guy in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm on I'm on Antonio Brown. I mean, made a case for him, and he made it into both my FFPC lineups. Again, the guy is a maniac, but uh, I I think he has a big game in a dome here, and he's kind of their uh, yard after catch guy. It seems like, and uh, I don't know, I, fast track there. I, I think he might be able to break one, and I think he's the dark horse candidate for a uh, longest uh, touchdown score of the day. So wow. keep it out. Whoa! On him. Whoa! <laughs> 
All right, Kramer, what about you? What are you what are you doing? Who's your third receiver? No, I mean I also like Antonio Brown. Yeah. So sorry. No, that's not fun. Keep it keep it chalky. What do you uh, simple, what stupid. about you, John? Third receiver. Yeah, so I paired up Mahomes here with Miko Hardman. Um, thirty nine hundred. I think Hardman's actually in an interesting spot this week because you know, he was supposed to be a pretty popular guy in week 17 um, when everybody was sitting, but then they also kind of end up, ended up sitting Hardman a little bit. He, he didn't, he didn't uh, play as many snaps as I think people thought he was. Um, and so because of that, you know, Demarcus Robinson is priced above him um, this week and Sammy Watkins is priced above him, which I think is right. But um, I just think there's a little bit of a discount here with Hardman um, and you know, knowing Andy Reed and the chiefs, they're going to try to do a little bit of trickery, some end around some sweeps with, with Hardman, And I think, yeah. I think he's my, my dark horse guy to, to bust off a 70 yard touchdown and, and get that uh share of the hundred grand. So <laughs> I like it. My, uh, my third receiver, uh, give me the soul train himself. Cold train Cole Beasley, mm. 4,900. I was a little scared. <laughs> Thankfully, Adam talked me into taking Cole over uh, John Brown and, and awesome. not missing out on that. Uh, he had a very efficient game seven seven catches on seven targets. I, I've been riding with him and Bills Mafia. Why you know why get off the wagon when it's when it's when it's gonna it's just gonna take us to glory. But yeah, I mean, I, I think stacking Cole and Stefan Diggs. I mean, I felt like it was pretty effective last week, and I I see a similar path this week. He just gets a ton of looks and uh, he didn't get a touchdown. So I think he's, I think he's due in that department. Kramer tight end. Where are we at? Uh, Char, I went Kelsey. No. Oh, okay. I went Kelsey 7,800. It's he's, it, it's hard to see a version of this game where he doesn't destroy the Browns. <laughs> I mean, unless he gets a concussion at halftime. Well, even the, the couple of diehard Browns fans we've had on, <laughs> uh, they were like, uh, you know, asking them, what are you worried about? Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. So that's always another little level of insight. I'm with you. And Kramer, of course, referring to the fact that we were all over Kelsey props and uh, against the bills. It was against the Titans where Titan. oh, Mariota yes. caught his own pass. It was just like the wackiest game. And the, the Kelsey was fucking everything up. And then he just got, got popped. knocked out of the game. So he was like, it was almost, I think it was in the first half and it was like second quarter early. And he was close to already going all over all his player props that we loaded up on. And he gets knocked out of the game. Brutal, brutal. But I'm I'm taking him here. Give me Travis Kelsey. Uh John, what are you doing at the tight end spot? Yeah, so so I did Kelsey too. Um uh, you know, pairing him up with my Mahomes, but but then what I did in my flex is I went I went the double tight end lineup here, which I, I don't really do that often, but I think Pete nobody I don't think anybody's gonna play it this way this week with taking both Kelsey and Andrews. I think Ooh. people are either going to pay up to Kelsey or they're going to, you know, grab Andrews and then kind of move on. And so I think playing both of them is a decent way to get contrarian. And I think, uh, I mean, we know that Andrews has the upside there. He's not, he's not going to, you know, put up a dud and have a zero or something like that. He's going to get some, some touches here against the uh, bills. So uh, I went the double tight end route guys. Yeah. Speaking to a fellow uh, double tight end, give me uh, Austin Hooper. Oh I threw him out in the FFPC. <laughs> I, I'm going to rock with him here at 3,800. A guy who you know in this game could get double-digit targets against his Kansas City defense. I, I just love the opportunity spot. And you know, there's really this, these last three games, he's just getting more and more involved in the offense. Did you guys want to grab a room? <laughs> just bonding, Kramer. Don't get jealous. You can you can uh, you can talk about your delicious tight ends. <laughs> who's um, uh who's your flex? No, that was my idea. What Hooper? Mark Andrews and oh. Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I came in with the double tight end set. And you stole my thunder. God damn it! Yeah, no, I I. Uh, Andrews's prices. I mean, I, I understand that Kelsey's through the roof for a reason, but Andrews has a pretty delicious matchup. And, and <laughs> unless uh, we're, we're talking two tight ends, it's a delicious matchup, Sean. And uh, I, I just, I would, another guy, like the floor is so freaking high. I figure that Kelsey will be chalky, chalky. So maybe Andrews isn't. Um, so yeah, 5,000 Mark Andrews. It, it did prevent me from playing the Packers defense. Unfortunately, mm. Well, we're going to get to defense in just a second. Want to give a quick shout out as always to ACE per head. 
you're thinking about starting your own online sports book. Now is the time. All you're going to do go to aceperhead.com slash SGP aceperhead.com slash SGP ACE is the place you're thinking about starting that own your own online sports book, mobile wagering, in-game wagering. They come up with the lines. They grade the wagers. Use our link. Get up to six weeks free. That's right. Six weeks of their amazing sports book software. Aceperhead.com slash SGP Kramer. Close it out. Couldn't do the Packers defense. What'd you end up with? Uh, well, I, I don't know if you noticed Sean, but this lineup, no Packers, mm. uh, no Rams either. So uh, I, I just took a stab with the Rams defense. I mean, we see how well they're playing the, uh, the offensive line. Obviously there's the question mark uh, first time in NFL history, a, t- a player is going to play for two teams in the yeah, same play. That's a nice little nugget uh, moving over from the Colts to play left tackle for the Packers. I, I I like the Packers. I think the Packers roll, but I do think that this Rams team defense will do something. And so, you know, do I, would, would I play another lineup say with an acres Rams stack? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But for the price, uh, you know, the Rams should never be the second cheapest defense on any board. Well, yeah, no Bakhtiari, which I, I assume as a Packers fan, John, you're, you're sweating bullets thinking about thinking about that Rams D line with no Bakhtiari. What did what did you do uh, for the defense? Yeah, <laughs> I went Rams here too. Uh, <laughs> wow! I went, I went come full, on, full full emotional hedge against the Packers. <laughs> didn't didn't put a single Packer in the lineup, uh, and went went little correlation with Acres and the Rams defense here. But I mean, like you guys are saying, the Rams are you know arguably the best uh, fantasy scoring defense this year. Um, and they're like, I think the second or third uh, lowest price this week. And I mean, that's all everybody's talking about is the Rams defense against the Packers. And so I, I kind of was thinking they would be priced a little bit higher than they were, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if Donald ends up suiting up. I mean, I, I think that guy's probably going to play through anything, but um, he, he's definitely causing some problems with this yeah, makeshift they, line. They seem to be stumbling into the playoffs with. They asked Sean McVay, and he's like, "Yeah, Terminator. He's gonna he's gonna make it a go." Yeah, <laughs> so I'm telling you though, you watch those press conferences when McVay starts talking about some of these guys. He's got that look of like clearly no, telling my, his my daughter didn't who? my daughter didn't <laughs> fucking do it after the prom. No way. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's Terminator's gonna be there. Doesn't have a good poker hand with who's actually going to play. So look at I, I would be scared to put a cup in in your lineups there. I had the money, I had the cash, and oh. I took Packers. I yeah. I'm I'm doing a little uh, Packers Jones correlation there, thinking it's going to be a uglier game than some think. And uh, Jones sucks up a little PPR points, gets a couple goal line grabs, and. Uh, Jared Goff sucks. Island is uh, the well, phone will be ringing off the hook. I was gonna say it's good to see that uh, DraftKings is adopting the the, the, pri- the proper price hike on Jared Goff yes. sucks. Island for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they they were asking me they wanted thirty nine hundred get- for the Packers defense. Are you kidding me? They were trying to get my reservation calendar. Wanted to see if they should adjust the pricing and. Uh, you know, I keep that close to the vest. John, uh, flow chart coming out for this weekend. Do you have any? It sounds like you're going to be leaning into the idea, obviously, of correlating a couple things. Any other, uh, any other conclusions you've already come to for the DFS flowchart? Um, no, I mean, I think uh, I, I'm going to kind of study a little bit more of these games and just see some of the team tendencies and and try to narrow in on what I think can be the shootout. But I mean, I, the more I think about this Bucks and uh, Saints game, the more I think there's there's going to be a lot of points and. Um, you have the added benefit of it being the the hammer game of the four game slate. So um, I don't know. I, I like that game a lot. Um, and I think I'm going to definitely have a lot of pieces from that one. Yeah. I mean, John's just, coming with a Brady, a Brady uh, <laughs> Brown, something stack. Oh, I mean like a, a Brady Brown, a Godwin. I dare you. Oh, I thought you were going to say Scotty Miller. Oh, Sean's just dying, <laughs> dying to throw Scotty Bray. Miller. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, well, Brady's interesting with the way yeah. they're using yeah. Gronk to block right now. Yeah. And he's only 2,900. I, I considered throwing That's him. That's how you would construct the, the double stack, right? Yeah. I think you would go either Godwin Brate or uh, you he, know, he likes Evans, Evans Brate. Yeah. yeah. I think th- I think that could be fun coming back the other way. Oh man! 
I, I will tell the listeners I'm going to do everything I can to not pick a guy who's going to put up a zero. That, that, <laughs> that's happened in both freaking flow charts last week, and we got John Brown and Corey Davis, and they both put up goose eggs. So oh, I'm going to do everything I can to get off of, uh, off of the zeros. I, at least you didn't get a guy to eject himself. I mean, my <laughs> Anthony Miller prop overload just was uh, hilarious. And supposedly they like went over the fact that this guy is going to try and instigate you, and 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 just couldn't help himself. Sometimes you. So, just got to punch a dude in the face. I, yeah, don't, I get it. Even I if he's it. wearing a helmet, still always <laughs> tough to wrap my head around that. Well, John always appreciate you calling in all the good work over on sports gaming podcast.com and uh, give him a follow on Twitter at John boy beats uh, flow chart will be dropping this weekend and uh, best of luck with the picks Kramer. Have we Thank ever you for participating in the sports gambling podcast? Random musing. Have we ever thought about a Bob Ross style live flowchart painting, John? Maybe. <laughs> oh, it's a nice I little, like it. nice little uh, bring back cloud we got here, and this is a <laughs> this is a little low ownership tree there. Nice. Oh, and look at the little birdie here. Look at the little punt defense birdie. <laughs> the leverage lake we call this leverage lake. Oh hell yes! And uh, make sure you check out the pregame shows thirty minutes before kick and uh, call in on the locker room app for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is Ryan. Happy football, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.